Hey guys, very cool segment today. We are very pleased to have Adam Morris back from Copper Block Capital Corporation. He's going to fill you in on everything you need to know about shipping container housing. Listen to the end for contact information if you're interested in investing or learning more about this unique building style. Here it is. Hey everyone, Adam Morris, CEO of Container and CEO of Copper Block Capital Corporation, coming to you today to talk to you about ship container housing. I'm going to chat with you a little bit about the background, explain to you some of the history, and why you'd use ship container for housing, the advantages, the disadvantages, and ultimately the cost. So you've probably heard about ship container housing over the last few years. Maybe you've seen pictures on Instagram or TV. Most people, when they do, think it's a pretty cool concept, but don't want to actually live in one themselves. Because ultimately, generally, they don't want to live in a rusted metal box or a series of tubes. As a result, most people think that ship container homes are a passing fad or even a niche industry. A copper block and container, however, our fundamental belief is that if ship container homes are built well, they shouldn't look like containers on the inside or outside. Rather, they should look exactly like a conventionally stick-built home. Open concept, left to right, front to back, with high ceilings that are clad with drywall, tile, and hardwood. The outside shouldn't be rusted metal. It should be stucco, stone, brick, or any other conventional finishing material you'd see. Yes, there are certainly buyers that want a ship container home that looks like shipping containers, that has rusted Corten seal square look. However, I believe that the vast majority of ship container home buyers actually want the benefits of ship containers without actually living in a rusted metal box. If more ship container dwellings can be built to look and feel like conventional buildings, these type of buildings will become far more common. In fact, it's our belief that shipping containers as a construction medium have the real potential to become as common as wood, steel, or concrete in the framing and construction of residential and commercial buildings. And we're not the only ones who believe this. One of our competitors, a company out of Texas by the name of SG Blocks, just raised $1.7 billion, that's billion with a B, to build shipping container homes, apartments, and offices. This puts their enterprise valuation near $10 billion. They've raised this money from private equity firms and hedge firms. Now, let's be clear. These type of investors do not invest billions of dollars into niche industries or concepts without merit. Now that I've explained my thesis and my beliefs around the potential of shipping container homes, let me take you back to the start and give you the background. So what are ship containers? Well, ship containers, also known as sea cans, uh, are the metal structures that you often see on the back of tractor trailers or semis uh, or on trains that are used to transport goods. Sea cans are used to move any type of good from food to clothing to industrial goods. Everything up to and including the kitchen sink will travel in shipping containers. Around 90% of, the, of every purchased item on the planet has been shipped via a container at some point. Uh, there are roughly 200 million containers in the world today that make around 400 million trips annually. Interestingly, 90% of the world's shipping containers are manufactured in China or South Korea. And one company, in fact, the China International Marine Container Group, or CMIC as we call it, manufactures 50% of all the shipping containers in the world. There are a few different types of containers, uh, including dry storage, open top containers, double wide containers, and refrigerated containers. In terms of sizes, the most common are the eight foot wide by eight foot high by 40 foot long containers. This is what you typically see on the back of semi-trucks. Shorter 20 foot long containers, as opposed to the 40 foot long, are also somewhat common. 
There's also a high cube version of each of the 20 and 40 foot version uh, that is nine foot six feet, nine foot six inches tall as compared to the standard eight foot high. It's these high cubes uh, that are the containers that we use for ship container dwellings. Now that you understand about containers, let's talk about the history of ship container homes. So in 1994, an American writer by the name of Stuart Brand published a book titled How Buildings Learned. In it, Brand goes on to write ideas about how to convert ship containers into office space. This was the first publication that mentions building with ship containers. From there, ship container homes started to gain momentum, and the first completed build was something called the Simons Town High School Hostel. The project used 40 ship containers donated by a local individual that was used to construct a hostel housing 120 people. The project back in 1994 cost approximately $227,000 uh, and was finally ready for its first guest in 1998. Interestingly, the cost of building something like that today would be roughly 10 times. Uh, in 2006, uh, a Californian architect by the name of Peter DiMaria designed the first sh shipping container home in North America. Uh, he called it the Redondo Beach Home, uh, and this home was approved under the National Uniform Building Code uh, and was completed in 2007. This was the first real ship container home in the world. Since then, we've seen ship container homes popping up all over. Everything ranging from single container homes, that is one container used to make a small 320 square foot living space, like a garden or garage suite that we build, to multi-container open concept homes, where one cuts out the sides of the walls and welds all the containers together. Also, like the uh, single-family homes that I built here in the city of Edmonton, uh, in Queen Alexander neighborhood, uh, which also happens to be Canada's first ship container spec home, to our 100-unit uh, family and multi, uh, sorry, multi-family and commercial buildings, like the ones we're building in the United States right now. Advantages: um, Why would you use ship containers as housing? Well, the first thing is sustainability. Using ship containers is a more sustainable option than using traditional dimensional lumber. Why? Well, there's a lot of them. Around 95% of the ship containers that hit North American shores never leave. The reason for that is twofold. First, as we know, we import far more goods than we export. Secondly, it's cheaper to manufacture a new ship container than it is to send an empty ship container back to Asia to be loaded with goods. As a result, there's a glut of ship containers uh, that transport goods to North America, are offloaded, and then are never reloaded. How many, you ask? Well, according to the USDOT, roughly 17 million shipping containers were imported in North America last year. However, only 11 million were exported. This means there are literally millions of clean, often single-use, structurally sound containers that are left in North America. By some accounts, a third of those are left sitting empty at various ports, rail yards, or shipping yards across North America. By recycling or upcycling these containers, we're giving them a new life. By contrast, yes, lumber in theory is sustainable, renewable resource. However, the rate at which we're consuming lumber and the source is not sustainable. If harvested from sustainably grown forests and consumed in moderation, yes, lumber can be sustainable. However, it's not right now. Second primary advantage to using ship containers is the performance. Ship container homes tend to be substantially more efficient. The way copper block and container build ship containers, they exceed the energy code in Canada by 30% right out the door. That translates to a significant reduction in the amount of energy it takes to run the home. Uh, this is due to a tighter continuous envelope as well as the type and placement of insulation we use. Third, we're looking at the strength and durability. 
Given that ship containers are made of steel and intended for long journeys across open ocean, their ability to withstand wear and tear, handle extreme loads, and last for decades means that containers have a ton of durability features when used in buildings. All ship containers are designed to be loaded with tens of thousands of goods, tens of thousands of pounds of goods, while being stacked up to nine containers high on a ship. Their strength in engineering far exceeds anything you'd ever see on a residential or standard multifamily site. Additionally, due to their steel nature, containers are also mold and fire resistant. Finally, when stacked together, containers can withstand up to a Category 3 tornado or hurricane. Another advantage is the flexibility of design and finishing. If used properly, uh, ship containers are actually an extremely flexible construction base. On one end of the spectrum, a single ship container is perfect for a smaller home or suite. On the other end, because containers can be stacked up to nine high, with no limit to the number of cans strapped together horizontally, they're perfect as Lego box for multi-unit apartments. In the middle, by welding three cans together wide and stacking two high, you can build a 2,000 square foot family home like the ones we've built in Queen Alexandra and Ritchie here in Edmonton. Using nine foot six inch high cubes, the interior ceiling height finishes around eight foot eight, eight foot nine, close to the nine foot ceiling hikes expected in high end finished homes. As I said before, with the approach copper block and container uses, the exterior can be clad with any sort of finishing material, stucco, stone, brick, wood, lap siding, whatever you like. Finally, the roof can be designed to be flat or pitched to match the desired style whether it be a traditional craftsman style home with a heavily pitched roof or a French chateau with, pitch, uh, with a pitched roof and turrets or a modern flat roof home. Next, we're talking about the speed. Most sophisticated ship container home builders like ourselves built offsite in a factory setting. By doing so, we can build a home from excavation to occupancy in roughly half the time of conventional construction. This is accomplished not only through the realization of efficiencies in the factory, but also by building off-site, we can do more work concurrently, like beginning to demolish the home while framing, excavating while insulating, or running utilities while roughing in mechanicals, electrical, etc. This would all, in traditional construction, have to happen in sequence. In off-site construction, this can all happen simultaneously. Finally, a related advantage, but not directly resultant from using ship containers, are the numerous advantages from building in a factory. Uh, these include increased efficiency, reduced material waste, increased productivity stemming from having all the materials and tools on hand, and improved quality as a result of building in a climate and quality controlled environment. Now that we've understood the advantages, let's talk about what the cost is. So a common misconception is that ship container homes are cheaper than conventional homes because you're using old recycled ship containers. However, there's a demand for used ship containers. In fact, a bit of a cottage industry has developed over the last few years for people to buy and sell used cans. You can actually buy them on Kijiji, Craigslist, or even Facebook Marketplace. So they're not giving them away. Um, we actually buy used containers for anywhere between three dollars and $4,000. These are typically one-way containers that were used to house non-organic goods. Couple this with the cost of modifying the containers, work which is actually done by a welder, the cost of the structural steel used to reinforce the containers once they're cut, and the work to weld them back together, you end up with a frame that actually costs about 10 to 15% more than a conventionally stick-built frame. From there, however, assuming an efficiently designed project that makes the most of ship container structure without much waste or need for heavily modified cans or partial cans, we're able to start reducing the cost 
through the efficiency realized through both the aforementioned uh, factory advantages and the cost savings resulting from building concurrently. At completion, in terms of total project cost, which will include both hard and soft costs, a shipping container building is roughly the same as a conventional building while having all of the advantages we spoke of earlier. After hearing what's possible and understanding the numerous advantages of using ship containers and building modularly in a factory, I think you'll understand what a truly technological watershed shipping containers represent in construction methodology. The construction industry is a notoriously slow-moving beast in terms of its adoption of new tech. However, it's my belief if we continue to proliferate this technology by sharing our approach and encouraging others to build this way, shipping containers will become a common medium. If you want to be part of this construction revolution, there's a couple ways you can get involved. First, if you're looking to invest, Copperblock and Container are actively raising capital for more than a half dozen high ROI projects. If you're looking for your own ship container home, garden, or garage suite, we're taking orders for delivery and completion by early summer. In the meantime, you can check us out at copperblock.ca or container.ca. That's spelled C-N-T-N-R, so container phonetically, C-N-T-N-R.ca, and sign up for our communication. Send us a quote request for a suite or a home, or schedule a call with one of our investor relations experts to discuss investing in one of our commercial or multifamily projects. Thanks so much for listening today, and I hope you found it informative.